Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Noble Father podcast. I am Theophilus, your host. I know I don't do the introductions enough in my uh, podcast episodes, so... um, it's good to start doing things better uh, and perfecting one thing, and that really was what I walked away with from um, yeah a few Sundays ago. If you haven't listened to last episode and how I got to that, um, definitely check that out. Uh, shout out to Deborah for that. Um, she really came and gave me a word from God about that. So my week has been uh, you know quite eventful. Uh, a lot of stuff has been going on, as you know. I'm I've been working on a Patreon and. And, uh, you know, put a lot of work into it. And I sought a lot of feedback from different uh, people. Uh, Dan Thornquist uh, is one of them. You know, Nate Aris out there. My wife also, uh, just like, and also Nate, Nate Lowe. Uh, So shout out to you, uh, people that have been helping me through that, uh, trying to get the idea uh, onto paper and uh, all the different things that, uh, you know, that includes. It's been a, it's been a bit of a journey. And I wanted to... uh, you know, announce and launch it on this episode. Um, but then as I thought about it, I was like, hmm, maybe it's good to keep it separate and, um, you know, record a video whenever I do that. And that way people get to see and me introduce it. And, uh, you know, I can talk about some of the ideas and things that have been put on paper um, for that topic. And uh, so, you know, this, you know, back to my week, um, it's been it's been rain. It, it's actually start, it started snowing this this past week, and uh, you know what that means. Whenever the snow comes down, you know we go and go dip a lot, and so already I've already gone, uh, you know, five or six times already in the past uh, past week, past actually past two weeks. Um, has it been snowing for the past two weeks? I think it's been, yeah, past two weeks already. I think. Uh, you meant time's just flying by, and it's. It's, it's, it's all in my head. And so, you know, I'm trying to get the, the year ended off on a strong note. And so, um, it just, there's, there's so much stuff in store and I'm so excited for this journey and what 2023 is going to bring. Um, you know, we have the retreat coming up for a noble father and, um, it's no longer going to be in Nashville. We are looking at doing Orlando because apparently in Nashville, Every year during that time that we're going to be there, which was like June 9th to 11th, um, just so happens that 2023, they're going to be doing their giant country music festival there. So if you didn't know, that's one of their premier events in Nashville. So everything is jacked up. Um, you know, airfares jacked up, accommodations, everything. It's just going to be a rowdy place to be. And um, no place for a retreat, um, especially of this sort. And... Um, to further keep us accountable, you know, maybe it's best not to go to a place that's probably going to turn into Mardi Gras for, you know, the whole weekend. And so we've chosen to do the switch to Orlando, which looking at airfare and accommodations just makes sense uh, on a financial standpoint. But also for one of our members, Jose, who's, uh, you know, a little on in age, he is not going to be as mobile as, as, um, 
you know, you know, us younger fathers, I guess you could say. And, and so having it in his neck of the woods just kind of makes sense. And so that's what we're running with now. And so if you're interested in that retreat, you know, definitely reach out. Um, so this week's episode is a, yeah, so maybe I'll tell a story is that, um, three nights ago, two nights ago, I was, um, I was in bed and I don't know if you get this too. I'm pretty sure this is a human thing where, you know, before you go to sleep, some of your best ideas seem to come to you. And I was kind of teetering on the, 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 how do I say this? Like on, on the, like I was teetering on about to fall asleep and still semi awake. And, you know, the, the theta brainwaves were going really, really heavy. And I had a topic that was in my head that I was, you know, I like to visualize myself and also like role play. Sometimes it's strange. Like I, I almost like record a whole podcast inside of my head. And I literally had, I would have jumped out of bed if, if, if it wasn't for it being so late um, and recorded it right then and there because, man, the ideas were rolling and it was just coming out of me. And so hopefully I can get myself into that flow state really and to really get that information out because it, it was one in which that was like, brilliant it was just it was amazing like to be able to think that clearly and to be able to put everything i wanted um all my words and 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 i guess maybe that's just part of human nature sometimes is that you you think and visualize yourself doing something well but then when you go to do it it just falls on its face and so hopefully it doesn't happen here but the premise of the episode really and the, the the topic is like i don't even really know how to like explain like what word to say about it besides are you a complete person like are you are you complete are you a complete package and 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 when i say a complete package it's a it's a it's a destination it's a it's a race without a destination it's a race without a finish line like we will never be fully able to be a complete package like a perfectly complete package and I thought about it from all the different aspects of who we are, right? Uh, I, I, I've probably talked about this before, right? We're not, we're not merely just physical people on a planet. Like we are, we all have five components to us. We are a physical, we have the physical aspect of ourselves. We have the mental aspect. We have the emotional aspect and we have the social aspect. And lastly, we have the spiritual aspect. And so I want to use this episode today to talk about all five of those aspects and like what what does it mean to f- become a full package in all of those things now this conversation could be ex- ex- exceptionally long because even between these five aspects there are direct correlations and connections between each and every one of them and also combinations of the of, of them like let's just say there's two of them together there's three of them together there's four of them together and how does that react with the other ones and and are there you know connections there there's just a there's tons of connections my math ain't great enough like good enough to know what that what that is you know how many combinations is that you know um you can split it there's five there's five aspects there's combinations of two aspects how many of that is there mathematically I'm, i'm not really sure maybe i can ask somebody who's really good at math to to figure that out i'm not that person okay if you think that just because i'm asian i'm great at math i'm not i'm not that stereotypical asian so <laughs> let's just be very clear my math is not great um and so that's why i get to come back to you on that so let's talk about the first topic right um the physical 
the physical aspect. Now, in my in my mind, whenever I was kind of doing this mental podcast in my head, you know, before going to bed, you, you know, I thought of like, what what are you doing to maximize that physical aspect of yourself? Like, are you fulfilling? Like, are, are like okay? Let let's just say even just your physical health. Like, what are you doing right now? Are you are you at the pinnacle of your physical health? Like, what are you doing about that? Like, are you, are you, are you working out? Are you, uh, you know, maybe you like to do cold plunges or something, or you, you are, or what about your diet? Like, what are you eating? Are you constantly trying to maximize that physical aspect of yourself? And maybe that's the episode podcast is the, 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 the title of the podcast is like, what is, are you maximizing all five aspects of who you are? Um, because we, we're, we're physical beings, right? We are physical beings. And if you're not using, like I, I sit on my computer chair a lot. If I'm not using my legs, sometimes when I'm sitting for long periods of time and I get up, I'm kind of like stiff, you know, like it, my, my leg is like atroph- atrophizing, atrophying. Like it, it's, the muscles aren't being used. And so they're, they can sit, but when you try to stand up on them, they aren't as nimble and quick. Like if you asked me to get off of my office chair and run a marathon, that's not happening, you know, or, you know, so for yourself, it's like physically, are you pushing yourself physically as best as you can? Like, are you getting out for a walk after you eat dinner? Are you getting fit? Are you, you know, are you getting yourself in shape? Because that is a component of who you are. You're not maximizing that. You're going to lose it. You're going to atrophy in that. Now, physical, com- you know, physical components, there's there's diff- different components, different aspects to it too, right? It's not just the exercise that you do and the agility that you have in your joints, but also like what you put in. Like, are you drinking water constantly? Which is a great reminder to me. I don't even have my water here. And actually, that's what I'm going to do. Is I'm going to pause this. Nothing like swallowing your own medicine mid-podcast. Anyways, that was the first. So I just kind of had to get up and step away and grab water. Like, are you, are you, like, what are you putting in? Are you get? are you drinking water or are you, you know, I, I know a certain dad, I won't mention his name. You're just like, you know, you, if you're constantly drinking soft drinks, like you're putting a ton of sugar into your body. You know, you're, you're not, you're not fully able to maximize who you are on the physical level if you're if that's what you're putting into your body not just like not just beverage even the food that you eat right if you're constantly eating fast food you're constantly eating unhealthy food you're not going to be able to fully actualize your physical potential as a human being right like that is that is our goal not our goal but that that should be what we're aiming for is to become the pinnacle of who we are like how can you squeeze the most out of life if you're not w- willing to even maximize that physical aspects of your being so the food is important you know um and so physical i mean it's, it's pretty basic to understand the physical components is like you got your joints you got your body you got you know the food that you're putting in the input and the output that's really simple and basic right so physical we don't really need to spend much time in um after physical i love to speak about the mind right because the mind is like that's like the pinnacle, right? That like, I feel like that is one of the major components, if not the biggest one that ties into all the other 
areas. And so correlation to the physical, well, you know, if you're, if you don't have a good track of your mental, right, most of not getting fit and getting exercise is mostly a mental game, right? The, the, the mind dictates where the body is going to go. It's like the bit that drives the horse. It's the rudder that drives the ship. The mind is where the battles are won, like they're fought and won and lost. And so your mind, what are you constantly feeding your mind, right? In order to fully max maximize and actualize this, your, your mental aspect of your being, you have to make sure that the stuff that you're putting in, just like your body is, is healthy, is, is helping you to grow, is helping you to become a better person or helping you to, you know, think more clearly and to be more critical and to be more creative about the situations. Now, there's another side of the mental aspect is that it's not just the mind, you know, and the, and the thoughts that we put in, but also mindfulness. Mindfulness is another piece of this. That's like of the mind, the mental game. The reason why the mental game with mindfulness is so important is how do you even think clearly about what is in front of you if you do not have mindfulness? So many people, and I can say this from experience, growing up, I had a, a whole ton of mental fog, mental fog in the sense that I had no mindfulness game and any thought could intrude and suddenly that would take the priority and everything just gets pushed back down the line. Nothing gets addressed, nothing gets reconciled and it just continues to pile up to the point where I have no ability to control um those thoughts it, it just they live rent free in my head and i and I, I was not able to do anything about it not not to mention how much it held me back in my physical it was like oh i wanted to work out oh excuses have come the cold dipping is a good example before i started doing it you know i was seeing people i was like man those people are crazy like taking cold showers man that's crazy like you know, my mind instantly goes to that place as that is impossible for you. This is not possible for you. You cannot do this. And this is going to do this to you. It's going to be harmful to you and here and here, this and that. And how much of it did it affect my physical? It's just like not, I kept telling myself I was not able to do it. Well, if not being able to do it makes it so that it restricted my ability to maximize the physical. And so once I started to take back my mind, really started to take back my mind, was I able to command my mental space? I, I started to note and started to reconcile those things within my head, the support tickets that were coming into my head and realizing that once you started to do that, the mental fog disappears and suddenly the road forward reveals itself. So you might forgive me, my family just came home, and so I don't have like a soundproof room for me to do these kind of recordings. So you, as a noble father podcast, you're just going to have to get used to the fact that my kids are always going to be making noise at any point in time, okay? So that mindfulness bit. Hey, buddy. Um, son's friend's here. I'm recording a podcast, so you guys got to keep it down, okay? All right? And so, you know, what do we do in that? you know, whenever I finally stopped letting those things get out of control and finally started to control how my thought process was tearing down the negative things in my head and replacing them with better thoughts, thoughts that were less traveled. And this 
ended up helping me on in the long run with everything like no resistance to any kind of physical barrier um working out whenever i need to and not having it be much of an issue um you know that the, the things that i was putting into suddenly developed an, an, an insane an insane desire to want to read books and distill knowledge and and to you know watch those motivational videos of 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 thought leaders that i looked up to you know and and it it was you know, i started to command my command my time more started to command myself better and like i i, I felt no resistance little to any resistance in my life because i suddenly felt like i was in complete and direct control of everything right like i was telling myself that i was able to do this and do that and i was starting to really maximize who i who i i could be um and i don't even know what that looks like yet you know i there's still things that i still want to do and and to become and and I, you know i'm still on that journey you know um always constantly improving you know i'm never there i, I feel like i'm never going to be there um and that's the beauty and the amazing part of this journey is is it's never at an end so that's kind of the mental and you know mindfulness bit right is like that affects the physical immediately affects the physical right if, if you don't know how to control your impulses and control your urge to go eat at a fast food restaurant because you know you're lazy or you know you don't feel like making dinner well guess what that's going to do for your physical right so now that we've talked about the physical and the mental we know that the mental can actually impact directly impact the physical now actually for us to really encompass this and I love to talk, speak in analogies, is I like to think of whenever I think of those five components, I think of spokes in a wheel, right? And within each of those spokes, right, like the, as you go out further from those five aspects is that there's direct correlations to other things and there's additional spokes in this giant wheel. And so we've talked about the mindful and the mental side of things really impacting the physical, right? The, the body doesn't act without a thought. And so... You know, obviously there's reflex, but you know that's that's something that we're not going to talk about here. The mental and the, the the mindset is going to dictate the physical. Okay, so we have that. You know, on that mo on that spoke spoke wheel like a wheel spoke. You mess up the mindset, you're going to mess up the physical. Right, that's just how it is. And a good way to represent that actually is you know think about this: whenever you're sitting down and you're eating a good meal. Right? You're having a good old time, having a good meal. If I came to you and told you that a relative went to the hospital suddenly, right? Like urgent news just told you that, hey, you know, your 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 aunt, your beloved aunt went into the hospital. Well, what do you think? How is that food, that favorite food or whatever it is that you're eating is going to sit in your stomach? It's not going to sit well, right? doesn't matter what the occasion, how beautiful the music is that's playing or how well the the, the restaurant's treating you, that food is not going to sit well. That's a direct relationship to it. Now, beyond the beyond the mental and the mindful is the emotional, right? The emotional parts and components of who we are. How are you maximizing yourself on the emotional? How are you, what are, what are, how are you controlling those, that aspect of yourself, the emotions? What are the different components of emotion? Are you feeling hopeful? Are you feeling sad? Are you 
always putting yourself down. You know, that's kind of like you know, this. This kind of sounds like the mindful side, the 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 mental side of things. It it it's actually really closely linked. It's hard to to put down. Interestingly, as I'm recording this podcast, I'm really noticing a significant difference between the person that I'm that is sitting right here than the person that was in you know in bed with these theta brainwave thoughts of how to record this podcast it was coming out of me like super fluid in that state and I'm, I'm up against resistance now facing a bit of resistance with this the emotional side of things how do you maximize yourself emotionally think about that for a second how would you maximize yourself emotionally right like regulating our own emotions right I think it, it does tie into that mindfulness bit. That mindfulness bit isn't just on a mindset level. It is also on an emotional level because that's reconciling. How do we, we have to reconcile emotions? We have to reconcile and be mindful actually of, of our emotions. We need to feel, how are we feeling in the moment? See, right now I'm flustered because man, I, I, you know, had amazing thoughts whenever I was in bed and suddenly now I'm facing this resistance and I'm feeling this urgency and I'm feeling this insecurity maybe that I'm this this episode isn't going to be as good as if I recorded it that night you know mindfulness of the emotion where we're presently at and you know at any given point being present being present in the emotional space is in this emotional aspect is a huge component because let's just say you're on the road you've had a long day you're coming home and you are stuck in traffic, somebody cuts you off, you have no capacity to deal with something like that, you blow a gasket and you just start to lose it. Anger comes out of you. You know, evil thoughts of something evil you want to do to the person in front of you, hoping something happens to that person. So you got a phone call. I don't know where. <laughs> so anyways, you know, the, the emotional regulation is part of that mind, mindfulness is that if we don't, if we don't know how to control those emotions that come up, then that's going to impact the way we think. And then it's going to impact the way we act. So we've gone from feel, think to act. Now, how those things occur in a certain chronological order can differ sometimes it can be from mind to like thought to emotion to action and some would like to some some like to think that you know and especially in the self-coaching model we have a self-coaching model where it's like okay circumstance happens the way we think about the circumstance impacts the way we feel and then how we feel impacts the way we you know take action and so you know, but I I think that there's there's different ways that that thing can occur. It's like you know, if your hormones are out of out of out of whack, your feelings may impact the way you think, and then it impacts the way you act. So, if we don't know how to regulate our emotions, and we don't, or we aren't present to what we're feeling, and we're constantly blowing a gasket and constantly losing ourselves in our emotions, we are going to ultimately it's going to change our results. It's going to change the way we think. It's going to change the way we act. It's going to change. It's going to change the gravity of the way we act. We, we may be more violent, tend to be more violent when we're more angry or 
maybe it's sadness. Maybe we lose all motivation and so our thought goes instantly to self-deprecation and, and a lack of security. And so the actions that we take or inactions that we take from that place, you know, will greatly affect the result, the, the greatly affect the result of who we are. So that's the emotional side of things, right? Who we are emotionally. If we're not careful, we will, it will cause us to, it, it just impact our results. Can you just imagine how negatively it can impact it, right? It's a, it's a very dangerous game. So we've talked about maximizing physical, maximizing the mindful, the, the mental, and then maximizing the mindful of the emotional level. Number four is our social. Like who, we already know what the relationships, right? Social is essentially a relationship. It's just not ourselves. It's not a, it's not a, social is not a relationship with ourselves. Social is a relationship with others. Now, the interesting thing about social is that if we don't have a good sense of who we are personally, ourselves, it, it impacts how we react with other people, how we interact with other people. So, excuse me, I'll use my, myself as an example. You know, in my story growing up, I was very lost, constantly not sure about myself and frankly, self-deprecating myself. I'm not, I wasn't proud of who I was. You know, with a name like mine, I really didn't like teachers, you know, doing the attendance at all. Um, and this affected me growing up. So you can see how not being present to my emotions, not dealing with them on an emotional level, impacted the way that I thought about myself, which impacted the way that I responded in the physical, which ultimately affected the way that I interacted with others in the social. Socially, I was, I was nobody. I did not appreciate myself. I did not love myself and I did not see myself as worthy of being myself in the presence of others, right? Growing up incredibly lost, not really knowing, having, not really having anybody to look up to in my, you know, pastor's kid, ministries, missionaries, kids, shoes. There were parts of me that I didn't know. I didn't want to acknowledge. I didn't want to accept and so throughout high school, I am able. To, I was I was essentially a chameleon of sorts to everybody. I was I was everybody to everybody. You know, it's funny funny enough. Last week we had you know I had a friend reach back out and uh, reconnected me with some girls that I hung out with in um, in in high school. Um, and this group of girls, they're you know East Indian Canadian girls and like they call like they called me like one of their gals like I was one of I was one of them essentially and that if that if that's not a perfect representation of what I was like in high school I don't know what it is I was able to be friends with so many different groups the jocks the cool kids the soccer playing you know fob kids we say fob because it's fresh off the boat kids these are kids that didn't have good English and you know I would I would speak English. I speak Cantonese and Chinese with them, and they'd speak English to me. It was like it was just like crazy exchange. Interesting. Hung out with like the druggy kids, right? The criminal kids, the kids that you know amounted to you know always getting suspended and getting in trouble in school and getting into fights and all that stuff. These friends, these girls that 
I hung out with, you know, just like there's multiple groups that I was like associated with. And I was like everything to everybody. And it, it, you know, socially, I was, I was nobody. It impacted who I was, you know, there's, there's aspects of myself within each of those groups that, you know, I was, that was me, essentially, it was me, you know, there was me in there. But in not in being nobody, I was able to be friends with everybody. And that does sound sad, you know, on one sense. But at the same time, it's like, having been so lost, like it, it enables me to find to, to, to be able to talk to anybody. Um, so, you know, so, you know, that story, it, there's a lot of thoughts coming out of here uh, from this, you know, social side of things. So actualizing yourself on a social level, if you don't understand or know yourself mentally and emotionally and physically, that is ultimately going to affect the way that you are socially. Your confidence is not going to be as bold. Here's a great example bullies and it's interesting because man, there's so many things to talk about on this yesterday i i was listening to miles monroe which is a very popular um, motivational speaker he's speaking about lions lions in the savannah the lions in the savannah doesn't have to boast about the fact that he is a lion an elephant will respect a lion without the lion having to announce his presence he doesn't need to announce it. So the lion knows not to mess. Like the, the elephant knows not to mess with the lion. The lion will see the elephant as food. The elephant sees itself as food too. So that he, so he knows he has to respect the lion, right? And so when it comes to bullies too, it's like if you are confident and bold and strong and you're not a pushover, chances are you're not going to get bullied compared to somebody who doesn't have that sort of confidence about themselves. There's going to be a demeanor, right? There's going to be an energy that this person is letting off. In bullying, this happens all the time. You see it. The helpless people get picked on the most, right? And they get bullied and they get stepped on. Always, The bullies are always out looking for weak flesh to step on and to take advantage of, right? So if we don't have a good sense of who we are, good sense of ourselves mentally and mindful of our emotions, letting the smallest things at home, you know, impact who we are and don't know how to reconcile those thoughts. You take that into a social setting like a school, suddenly you're going to have bullies. You're going to have bullies that, well, bullies going to walk over them or they're going to bully other people. Very simple. So those four components, physical, mental, mindful, emotional, mindful of the emotional and the social, they all have direct correlations to one another mindful to social uh, emotional to social right you don't have a good sense of your own emotional energy you're not going to interact well with people in a social setting right now just think about even the physical the decisions that we make as as human beings if we don't have a good sense of those areas we might make decisions that will ultimately affect everything else down the road so one of the good examples is, you know, in speaking to fathers is like there's there's plenty out there that I've had had kids with people that they shouldn't have had kids with probably. If you know what I mean. Out of wedlock, 
did not intend for it to happen. Like, think about how those situations developed through a lack of mental awareness or a lack of presence in their emotional state. Right? We just rush into the physical, doing it and just just living in that physical realm suddenly impacts the rest of it. So those are the four components. Just think about that. Every, every kind of decision that you made, just think about what that meant for the mental, the emotional, the social, the physical even. I'm not even on to the fifth one, the spiritual. So we know, we know that, you know, what's the famous saying? People say it's like, we aren't physical beings living a spiritual life. We are spiritual beings living a physical life. That is a reality. That is the truth. Every person has a soul. We know that. What's interesting to me is also like this world that we live in is like, you know, we talk about good vibes. We talk about manifestation. We talk about, you know, like chakras and things like you understand this, this, this spiritual realm. You do not understand the spiritual realm. These are things not to be trifled with. What blows my mind are people who know and believe that demons and ghosts and, you know, that kind of physical thing exists and yet go to deny that God exists. The spiritual component of ourselves is another aspect of who we are. Like, do you know who you are spiritually? Because that ultimately impacts everything else too, doesn't it? That's just another spoke on a wheel. You cannot say that that is a lesser spoke on a wheel. The physical is a major component Right? Your identity is tied up in this spiritual. How were you formed when you were born? Or before you were even born? Who thought of that? Oh, some might think that, oh, we just so happened to, you know, have two things collide and then it sent a big bang and shift and, you know, threw the whole universe into creation. Somehow we got spun around like a bunch of marbles and the sun and the earth is suddenly the perfect distance around each other and we're just spinning in perfect unison with the moon surrounding us and the sun is a perfect distance away from us to give us heat and also give us a night like what are the chances of that like there's i think mathematically it's impossible it's just mathematically it's impossible for us to be here now and you think about your existence if we were all evolutionary organisms that developed over billions or whatever trillions of years or whatever the science says about it how how am i specifically different from you and how am i specifically different from a person that was here a million years ago if there was people do you know what i mean like even a thousand years ago or even 500 years ago What's the difference? How, how come there's innate differences between me and that person? How, me and Moses. Me and Moses in the Bible. Why, why is there so many unique differences between me and him? Wouldn't there be somebody in history that was exactly identical to me? Think about that. Well, you just like take a knife and you cut yourself open and you see the blood. It's all the same. 
It's all the same, but is it really all the same? My DNA is unique. There's never going to be anybody like me, like you, ever in existence. Past, present, future. We are inherently unique. What? Tell me what is the... I'd love to see that. What is the mathematical chances of something like that happening? So you're telling me there wasn't intelligent design? That's crazy. That blows my mind. That makes no sense to me. We are inherently unique on a spiritual level as well. Now you just think about those five aspects of who we are. You throw one of those things off and it throws the whole thing out of whack. Now we are specifically unique in all those five aspects too. God gave us character. We have unique character. We have unique quirks about ourselves. Why am I left-handed? Why do I think this way? Why do I like BJJ? Why do I have friends that I have? Why do I, why do, I do things a certain way? Why, why do I have... There's just infinite things. And to think that there's no intelligent design in that is... That, I mean, that blows my mind. I'm sorry. Like, maybe that's just my own personal thing is like, like, and also we also have a spirit for discernment. We all have a spirit of discernment. You know, it's not right when you do something wrong. When you step out of integrity, you know, something is not right. Why? Tell me where, tell me how does that have any evolutionary advantage? Having a conscience. Tell me how having a conscience has an evolutionary advantage. Like, we, we, have a, we have that heart. We have that spirit for a reason. We have a spirit for discernment for a reason. Somebody gave it to us. It was specifically designed for us. Right? So the spiritual side of who we are impacts all of those for us it impacts the emotional it impacts the social it impacts the relate the, the 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 mental and the mindful and the physical we're physical beings living a physical life that is that is the beauty of life and so <laughs> i really definitely think i should have recorded that episode on that night because there's just so much to this like I, I i i i'm struggling with words for this but i hope it spurns it spurs something in you right to think about your own life audit i'd love to, I, i'd love if you'd take time to be quiet this week and audit yourself in all five of those aspects and so okay so i know where i'm going to go with this the spokes on the wheel if you remove a spoke on the wheel. Let's just say you didn't believe in the spiritual side of things, of yourself, of your of your being. You don't think that that exists. You don't think it's a thing. Fine. But let's just, for the sake of argument, keep that spoke on the wheel. And let's just say we neglect it or we say we don't believe in it. So let's just say we take a wire cutter and we cut that spoke and we start to ride the bike. What do you think the ride is going to feel like over time? 
And in understanding that it correlates with all these other, the other things, right? Because there are spiritual components to the social side of things. There are spiritual components to the emotional side of things. There's spiritual components to the mental side of things. The spiritual component to the physical side of things is like, it's got interlocked spokes. And so let's just say every time we cut the spiritual spoke, we cut the ones that correlate with the mental and the emotional right and then suddenly the spokes for the you know the emotional one is also not fully intact as you ride that bike eventually it's just going to turn into tatters you're going to fall on your face you're going to your bike is going to break down it's not going to be a smooth ride your things are going to start to fall apart now isn't this indicative of our life if you think about it does this does this sound like our lives in any way like, you know, I'll use my own example, right? When I underwent my prodigal son journey, and if you don't know what the prodigal son journey means, it's like, it's whenever I stepped away and I tried to live life like I thought I should live it. Taking my own inheritance and living my life the way I wanted to live it. Kind of like a an F you to God. And I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go up and strike out on my own. I'm going to do this myself. I don't need you i don't need so let's just say i cut this the spiritual spoke in that relationship in my life my life was not great it started to fall apart well well i no longer had no longer felt like i needed to to feel the guilt or the conviction of sin and so i'm gonna go get involved in drugs and sex and crime and associate myself with poor people so it immediately impacted my physical realm my physical aspect i've impacted my social aspect taking drugs ultimately impacted the way that i thought about things about my emotion the emotions that i feel right i'm smoking marijuana getting the munchies right get this urge to, to eat and fill my belly with food and that ultimately spiraled out of control for my physical. Well, putting in junk food is going to ultimately change the way that I think. The people that I was associating with made me swear a lot more, talk in very vulgar ways, and think about some really dirty things, impacting the way that I think emotionally, got involved with things that I shouldn't have. Do you see how my life starts to fall apart whenever one of those spokes is gone? And you wonder sometimes, it's like, man, like, I'm out here living my life, even on a day where I don't think about the Lord, and I'm not, I'm not in tune with my spiritual side. I'm seeing my day fall and crumble into pieces as I'm trying to control everything and trying to do things myself and thinking that I can control everything. This is the dangerous thing about the spiritual realm is that this new age belief that you can do it and that you are able to accomplish these things of your own free will and that you can do it without God. That is the dangerous thing about that component. You know, normally I'd go into these and I say that I'm not trying to be pushy. I'm not being pushy. I'm talking to you about what I strongly believe. Going into life this way, this without God attitude is not going to bring about a, it's not going to be an ideal, 
it's not going to be an ideal result. Even as Christian, even as a Christian, the genesis of an idea of what I do, if I go without the Lord, if I go without God, it impacts the other things that I do. And so this is something for you to think about in your own reflection. Think about yourself in each of those components, each of those aspects of yourself. How does a certain action you did impact all of them? Is there something that you can say about, oh, I started out thinking this way and then impact my physical and impacted my emotional and impacted everything else? Because there's going to be direct relationship. I just gave you one example of stepping away from the church, neglecting my spiritual aspect, and having it impact everything else, having everything fall apart because of that. So you can think about what that means for us as fathers, like, you know, let's just say you neglect the mental side of things. Cut that out. Your spoke is now without the mental spoke. And you're riding and driving this bike. What is that going to look like physically? What is that going to look like emotionally? What is that going to look like socially, right? Mental illness, the emotional side of things, right? Mental and mental and emotional. If, if you are traumatized by something or some kind of relationship, what kind of social do you think you're going to have? What kind of physical do you think you're going to have? It's not going to be great, right? You're going to have to get suddenly, you know, you go see the doctor. Doctor's like, oh, I'm going to prescribe you medicine. Medicine that ultimately impacts the way that you can be social. Maybe you're not as confident in yourself anymore. Or maybe you can't get an erection anymore, you know, because of the emotional mental side of things. Oh, you haven't been taking care of yourself physically. Well, we got to take medicine to do that. You take medicine and then suddenly you can't, you're not as mobile as you used to be. And so you can't even be social anymore. Right? You see how all of these things have direct correlations. They all impact one another. Interesting. God gives us five fingers, right? That's, that's what we need to, those five things. There's correlations between all of those things. They all are connected to one another. You can't have a spoke that's solely by itself that has no relation to all the rest. Right? You don't take care of yourself. What do you think are the chances that you're going to find people who are super fit to hang around with? You think your lifestyle is going to change? Absolutely. Right? We know this already. Who you associate with impacts the results that you see in life. Right? If you constantly hang out with people that do nothing in life except play video games, what do you think your results are going to be? Right? Or you associate yourself with people, people who don't uh, eat well or eat healthy. They're not going to encourage you to eat healthy. What kind of results are you thinking about there? So physical to the social there, right? Or emotionally empty people. What is that gonna, what's that going to do to your social? And people who are spiritually dead, what's that going to do to your social? Right? So I'm just trying to help you understand. It's like, who are you? Are you are you fully actualizing? Are you maximizing who you're called to be? Because these are major components of ourselves. These are these are who we are. This is who we are. This is what we're gonna. This is what we present to the world. Yeah, you know, some of them are easier to hide. The spiritual component. Yeah, you could hide that. But how long do you think over time that's gonna eventually not come back to bite you? Right. And maybe what you're going through right now is. 
this lack of spiritual understanding or discernment. Maybe you've numbed it for so long that you just, it's, it's easy to pack up into a box and forget about it and neglect it. So I'm, I'm speaking from example, from experience here is that I feel like I'm finally maximizing all five of these. The physical, working out, getting into BJJ, and and doing the cold dips, making sure that I'm keeping my body in, in good, good tip-top shape. I've actually lost five pounds over the last two weeks, which is incredible to me. You know, and not only that, is that my friend Alex tells me that you're not only losing weight, but you're also turning that fat into muscle, which means you're losing more than you're losing more than just five pounds. Okay, so that's the physical. The mental. I had to tear down these negative things that I said about myself. The identity, the identity piece of what I said about myself. I had to go to God for that. I need to ask what God said about me and operate from that place because if I kept telling myself that I was inconsistent or I was a loser, or I was pointless, I'm literally reading these things off of my notebook right now. Aimless, incapable of routine, pointless, poor listener, imposter, ugly, poser, maker of mistakes, lifeless, false, hypocrite, liar, useless, chameleon, ungrateful, foreigner, inconsistent, screwed up, lonely, unloved, uneducated, these are all things that I said about myself or others have said about me or the devil said about me. And I had to tear those things down in the mental. I had to go back to the source to ask him what he said about me. And he called me noble, which is why you're listening to this podcast right now. And then the emotional. Well, that ties into the emotional too, is my identity is tied up in there. I had to tear down those things that I said about myself, which is what I did there regulating of my emotions, feeling in the present what I was feeling, getting very, very quiet and taking back my mind and regulating that thought, regulating those emotions. The social, associating with friends that encourage me, that push me. At church, I have a huge support network of people who are constantly motivating me. They are encouraging me. The noble fathers that I am with, they are constantly encouraging me, motivating me, making me push and to continue putting out stuff to show up it, like for real for them. And then the spiritual, my connection with the Lord, constantly seeking him. Like this morning I was listening to Charles Stanley and he asked, what's the first thing that enters your mind in the morning? What do you think of the first thing in the morning? And let me tell you what I think about. As soon as I wake up, I try to think about the day. I actually repeat a verse in my head, asking God to show me the, the way that I should go and to look for the good things that he has given me, gratitude. And I go, and my mind goes to those places. It, I'm consciously thinking of the Lord and where he's going to guide me and praying my day into his hands so that I start off on the right spiritual footing. Interestingly, I had something I wanted to talk about, and I've lost it for a brief second. Hopefully that comes back. Oh, man. It was a great thought. I hate that. I hate it when that happens. Whenever I am thinking about the topic, and suddenly I am 
am in another space. I got it. I figured it out. I know what I was going to talk about. I literally hit the pause button for like a few minutes just to think about this. Let me give you a biblical example of how dangerous this manifestation thing is, of how uh, dangerous this new age thinking of, of you have the ability to do something about where you're going and how dangerous it is if you try to tap into this network of, of things that you don't understand in trying to manifest and actualize this, this thing this ideal result for yourself this this physical representation the world is the devil's playground let's just be real it's the devil's playground there are forces out in this world that are out to destroy to lie and to steal from us and where does that say that in the bible it actually says that about the devil the devil's out to steal kill and destroy right it's to lie to us and and, and say these things so literally talking about the identity things like those things are things that he says to me all the time. And he tries to remind me, hey, God never said that about you, never gave that promise to you specifically. Great example of this is Jesus. When Jesus was brought into the desert 40 days, 40 nights to be tempted by Satan, what were some of the things that Satan promised him? Right? Promised him kingdoms, right? Like promised him like treasures unknown to man. Like this is within the realm of his control, right? So you think about this manifestation, new age kind of thinking where it's like, hey, you want a mansion? Oh, you just got to meditate hard enough and think about it long enough that you'll bring it about. Well, what you don't know is that there's there's a demonic network probably that's out there actively trying to help you get that thing so you know that you don't need God to get it. It's, it, it's, it's a, a difficult conversation to have, really, because I have friends who teach this stuff. They are actively putting this stuff out there, and I'm not here to convince anybody. I'm just here to tell you what I think is dangerous about this and, and the truth behind it is that if you're thinking about and if you're partaking in this, I'd, I'd ask you to be very, very careful is that this manifestation stuff is not something to be trifled with. This spiritual domain, the spiritual aspect of it, the way you go about it in a spiritual sense is, is dangerous. The heart is, the heart is not a simple thing. You know, whenever we think about actions that we take as human beings, and I talked about in a previous episode, it's like, what's the genesis of the idea? If I am starting a business with the full intent of becoming a multi-millionaire and don't really care about who I'm helping, it, it matters, right? It changes the dynamic of the business. It changes, it changes the business. And so thinking that you can tap into this spiritual network to manifest something that you want and you need without God is dangerous the devil is out there trying to deceive its people deceive people into getting it without god because then we get distracted and we're kept in this bubble we are trapped in that do we is this something we really want is this something we really need 
right? And in that story, Jesus resisted the temptation and he was attended to by God's angels. There were a bunch of temptations and I'm not doing the story justice, but we need to be careful. Spiritual realm is very, very, it's largely unknown and most people don't understand this realm, but it can absolutely impact the other areas. You can neglect it all you want, but eventually you're just going to see the results of it. How do we know how it correlates to the results that you're currently seeing in life? Think about it. God in the Bible has at times turned his face away from civilization, civilizations, and we've seen the results of that. Sodom and Gomorrah did not listen to calls of repentance and they're no longer on the face of the map. There's been times where God has turned away his face from his own people and his people suffered from it. Is this the kind of results that we want to see in our lives? Do you, I mean, you can go for it. Like I, 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 and I'm not saying that by following God that your life is going to be okay all of a sudden or you're going to have abundance of money or abundance of mansions or whatever. I'm not saying that. But there's a difference. There's a big difference. And, you know, you can explore that. You can explore that if you want. And so, I mean, this, this episode has kind of flowed in a way that's not very consistent and together in my thinking. But I think you can kind of understand what I'm trying to say here is that those five aspects are highly important and they all impact all the other ones. So please don't neglect the spiritual and don't neglect the other ones also, right? It's like they all form a cohesive unit of who we are as human beings. And so this episode is one of the more noble ones that I'm going to speak of because I am firm in my belief. I am firm in... I'm firm in what I believe and I am firm in that unwaveringness of it. This is what I believe to be truth. You may not agree with it and hopefully you can learn from that, distill what you want from it. Maybe that conversation isn't something you were ready for. But if you also have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me about it because I'd love to help you answer them. And if I don't have the answers, I can at least relay you to people who can answer that. My father is one that would be able to answer it. My pastors at my church would be able to answer it. I feel like all the rest, I could really figure that out for you. But I just want you to know that I care about you as an, indivi as an individual in all five of those aspects. That is the reason why I'm speaking from this place in this podcast. Because I care about all five of those components within you. And so as a person that cares about those fives, I need to speak openly and candidly and truthfully about those things. You may not agree, that's fine, but those it, it still doesn't change the fact that you are those five things. So think about it clearly for this week. Who are you in those five aspects? How are the results that you're seeing right now? What can you draw a correlation to in those five aspects? Is something broken? Does something need to be fixed? Does something need to be optimized? If you don't know how to do it, get in touch. Do not go it alone. And that's my prayer to you is, is prayer for you is, is that you find the answers that you seek. 
and you get the answers that you're looking for. And I trust that if you ask God, God will provide it for you. He will. God answers prayers. My God answers prayers. It may not be in the way that you want it, in the way that you're seeking, but he answers prayers. So that is everything I want to say about that topic. I feel released and rejuvenated that I've gotten it out. And I just want to encourage you is that to not lose heart. At the same time, you may not know where to turn with this new information. Keeping it to yourself is definitely not the way to go. I would encourage you to dig deeper. Do not numb it. And certainly don't let the devil just take that out now. Don't let him don't let them get the better of you and lose that urge and the desire to learn more and grow more into who you can ultimately become. Because I'm look I'm I'm standing on the outside looking in, man. Like it's like don't don't stay where you're at. You gotta change. Change things. Change the input in order to change the output. Associate yourself with better people. Feed yourself better. Feed things into your mind that's better for you in the long run. Because these are eternal things. These are eternal things that you're dealing with right now. So, um, I am going to end this episode here. Um, I am going to release a separate video detailing the Patreon after I work. It's still Monday, technically, for me. Right now, it's only 3.30. I'm going to work on it some more. I'm going to release it by the end of the day. But I'm going to release it also with the video where I introduce the perks and the different tiers and so i just want to thank you for everybody who's tuning into this uh, wherever you are um you don't have to be a father to appreciate this and you don't have to be a father to distill knowledge from this and that's really my belief about anything and any knowledge in life is that i may not agree with you on certain things but i will take my time to understand you i'll understand the position because you everybody formed everybody formed that somehow everyone got to that conclusion somehow and it, who am I to say somebody's more right than the other? And so I want you to do the same here is distill the knowledge you need, take what is actionable for yourself and step forward with it. If you are not finding the answers that you seek, please reach out. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it and we'll see where it goes from there. But until next time, bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community, um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father podcast. Until next time, bye for now.